Hello, and welcome to Turning a Million Eyes to Save Lives, a podcast co-production of Innocence at Risk and Chicago's Studio C. Since 2005, Innocence at Risk has been working to raise awareness about the horrors of child trafficking in America and around the world. In 2008, Innocence at Risk launched the Flight Attendant Initiative to train flight attendants, who are our first line of defense in spotting and reporting situations of trafficking. And a year later, Innocence at Risk founder Deborah Sigmund took the Flight Attendant Initiative to the Department of Homeland Security, DHS. An official protocol was established with DHS after several meetings that included Deborah and senior American Airlines flight attendant Sandra Fiorini. That protocol, called Blue Lightning, is used to this day. Innocence at Risk conducts educational outreach programs through churches, clubs, organizations, schools and embassies, and now this podcast. I'm Andy Miles, and I'll be hosting this monthly series, which seeks to educate and motivate listeners through a series of conversations with flight attendants and passengers, hotel employees, transportation officials, government officeholders, and anti-trafficking activists who are making a difference and helping to save the lives of women and children. We'll also hear the real-life stories of survivors of human trafficking and using the DHS Blue Campaign Training will help everyday citizens be able to identify red flag situations and how to report them. On this debut episode, I talked to Innocence at Risk founder and director Deborah Sigmund and retired flight attendant Sandra Fiorini, who for many years has worked closely with Innocence at Risk in training aviation industry personnel and reporting suspected incidents of child trafficking. We'll hear about that work and several of those incidents in our conversation. In 2010, Voice of America featured Deborah Sigmund and Sandra Fiorini in a video report called Flight Attendants Fight Human Trafficking, a video which is also available on the Innocence at Risk website. I'm going to play that piece as a lead-in to the interview I conducted last month over Zoom with Deborah and Sandra. American Airlines flight. 2453. For a moment in time, strangers from around the world come together as travelers. It's also a moment when American Airlines flight attendant Sandra Fiorini can save a life. We had an 18-year-old boy, and he had a brand-new day-old baby. Umbilical cord, everything was still there, day-old baby. He's going on a six-hour flight. He had no wife. He has two diapers stuck in his pockets and one bottle. Fiorini sees things like that on a regular basis when she's on one of her international flights. She says after 39 years on the job, it is not difficult to recognize a suspected case of human trafficking. Most of us are parents. So when you see a, an instance that's not right and a red flag is raised, especially where there's children involved, you're more attuned to what's happening. Fiorini had tried to report suspicious activity to the police, but they never responded. Two years ago, it all changed when Fiorini met Deborah Sigmund, founder of the organization Innocence at Risk. It's enslavement. We're talking about modern-day slavery. Innocence at Risk provided Fiorini with brochures detailing the signs of human trafficking. There's also a phone number to report a suspected case. Before you couldn't call anyone. The local authorities would not respond to you. 
So now, when you do call this hotline number, someone does respond. Law enforcement will be waiting at the gate if a flight attendant reports something suspicious. Innocence at Risk created this video showing why it's important for law enforcement to respond. The organization says women, girls, and even boys are being sold into sexual slavery. This is happening everywhere in the world, every country in the world, and it's happening here in the United States. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. I'm Sandy Fiorini and I'm flying out of Chicago on the International Division. Meanwhile, Fiorini educates flight attendants around the world using brochures and bracelets that contain the human trafficking hotline number. I show my brochure, I tell them what I'm doing, and then I ask them, put the hotline number in your cell phone. Please pass the brochure on to another flight attendant. Purini and Innocents at Risk have also Here. been mobilizing lawmakers on Capitol Hill. We're working with Congress, with the Human Rights Commission, and I think that something will come out of that, and I'm very optimistic. The hope is that brochures like these will eventually end up in the seat back pockets of all the flights, so passengers can also read about the warning signs and notify the authorities or the flight attendants if they notice something suspicious. Purini hopes once passengers know what to look for, they won't turn the other way. Elizabeth Lee, VOA News. I'm here with Deborah Sigmund and Sandra Fiorini. Uh, Deborah, why don't we start by having you talk about Innocence at Risk and its initiatives with flight attendants. Innocence at Risk was established in 2005. And we knew that awareness was essential. So we began doing awareness events, fortunately being hosted by churches, by embassies, by companies. And through that, awareness was gained and we could see that awareness was prevention. But one of the things that came to our attention was a board member of Innocent at Risk was traveling on a flight on British Air. And she, she was talking to the flight attendant about how disturbing it was that human trafficking, especially of children, happened in the world. And the flight attendant looked at her this was 2007, and said, what is this? I know nothing about it. And my board member reported to me, here I am talking to an international flight attendant on an international flight, British Air, who had, knows nothing about human trafficking. So I proceeded to tell her what I'd learned from Medicines at Risk. The children, it was a big business, taking and selling children, they had become a commodity. And it was happening everywhere in the world. And the flight attendant said, well, I can tell you it's happening on planes because we've seen this, but we don't know what to do about it. And she reported some situations of children looking horrified, getting on planes, not in the proper clothes. So when my colleague and, and board member reported this to me, I said, I went to the State Department and said, repeated the story. And they said, yes, they're probably being trafficked. And I said, what are we doing about it? And they said, 
Well, we're doing everything we know what to do. We're writing to the CEOs. And if you want to give it a shot as a nonprofit, we'd love to have you do that and join us. And this was coming from the ambassador of trafficking persons in the Bush administration, Ambassador John Miller. So he sent me the letter that he had sent to the CEO of American. And it was a little harsh. It was child trafficking, child sex tourism, words you need to know. It's happening on your planes. The State Department telling the CEO of American this. And I reported back to the State Department that I would just take a softer approach and not even using the words trafficking to the CEO, Mr. Arpey. And I said the innocent at risk was dedicated to preventing, preventing anything from happening to young women and children, whether it happens on planes or anywhere, we, we wanna stop it. We're trying to protect innocent lives. Will you join us in this effort? And working with the State Department, we would welcome your support. It's a very nice letter. We didn't hear anything, but two weeks later, Fortunately, a friend of mine introduced me to Sandra Fiorini, who heard about our work as we had an upcoming event coming at the Embassy of Colombia. And my friend was inviting her to, to come with her. And Sandra said, well, first of all, I wanna tell you, we do see, flight attendants see what she's talking about. So I wanna meet her and I wanna meet her now. So my friend Nancy arranged for us to meet, we met for lunch and I met Sandra and she repeated the exact same story that my friend had heard on the British air flight. Yes, we see, we see what, we see children getting on planes. They look terrified. They don't have the proper clothes. And we know that that it's wrong, but we don't know what to do about it. I said, all right, we, and I told her about writing to the CEO. She said, we don't need the CEO. She said, we are 19,000 American flight attendants. We, this is an extension of our job. Just tell us what to do. This is one flight attendant who was giving us the initiative to start the flight attendant initiative when we started. So I met with Sandra and together we worked to produce protecting women and children from human trafficking. This book along with booklet, along with Sandra Ferrini began training flight attendants in the US and around the world and with the Within a year, we had about a thousand flight attendants, not just from American Airlines, which Sandra worked, was a senior flight attendant. We had flight attendants all over the United States calling our office and wanting to get involved. So I'd love to bring Sandra on now and we can talk about what we did and how we worked and how we took this initiative 
to Homeland Security, which is where we are today, working with Homeland Security. So Sandy, can you join me? I would love to join you. Um, everything that Deborah has said is exactly what happened. It's exactly how we got started. I was, I was an active flight attendant for maybe, oh, 30 something years when Deborah and I met. I retired with 42 years. But when I met Deborah, I had had many, many incidents of having um, trafficking incidents on the plane. And I would jump off the plane at the gate. I would call the police. I would call the airport authorities and say, oh my gosh, this is happening. Please, please come. Please come down here and help us. No one ever came. Their, their uh, theory was that it was my word against those people's word and that nobody was going to come. So when Deborah and I finally had a chance to start working on this issue, Deborah and Nancy Rivard and I came up with a training program and an idea of how to go about reaching an untapped task force of flight attendants. You don't have, these are unpaid workforce of way over 19,000 because you have international carriers, domestic carriers. All the flight attendants are already being trained for. Um, hijacking, we're already profiling for things on the plane. This is just one more thing that, um, you know, passengers with guns, unaccompanied children, um, we're already profiling all of these people for other things. So human trafficking is just one more layer to look for. And since most of us are uh, parents and mothers, Anything involving children, immediately the hair stands up on your neck the minute a situation arises. The thing that we needed the most is what Innocence at Risk was giving us, a brochure with things to look for, things that um, you could, these red flags that would identify what's going on. And then through Deborah and Innocence at Risk and lobbying Congress, we were able to get legislation enacted to pursue these uh, traffickers because they just have a free highway. No one stops them, nobody questions them. They just have a free highway, not just in the airlines, but on the, on the roads also of doing this horrible crime. So with Deborah and Innocence at Risk, we have been able to set up a training program and we go all over the world and speak and train aviation people, not just flight attendants and, and pilots, but the ground people, the concierge in airports, hotel workers. We speak to every group of people that come into immediate contact with this type of uh, illegal trafficking of people. So from where we started, it was just me with a brochure, getting on flights, passing it around to the other flight attendants. And we had no money. Deborah was spending most of her money to have these printed up. And I would say, take this with you, pass it on, pass it on to the other girls on your other trips. 
leave copies of this in operations where the other girls sign in for their trips. This it was all groundwork. It was all word of mouth and it was all being passed, passed along. But through Innocence at Risk, we've been able to have training programs and follow up on this and follow up on the program and extend our reach to other workers, not just flight attendants. That was our initial thrust was flight attendants. But now Innocence at Risk has helped us enlarge our um, audience. So thank you to Deborah for this. Since we have partnered with Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security. You and I met with them back in 2009. And from then on, our initiative just became gangbusters. Thousands of lives have been saved. And it's so effortless. The protocol is we simply ask flight attendants to report a situation, whatever they see that looks suspicious. If you see someone, especially a child, who looks disoriented, or any young woman who looks disoriented, who's afraid to travel, to talk to the authorities, please report it to the flight attendants. We're asking you to do this. It's so important. And from this, as Homeland Security has said, Please don't be judgmental. If you see something that doesn't feel right, if a child is traveling with a person that's controlling the child, you get no eye contact from the little boy or girl. Please report it. If you see girls getting on the plane together, traveling in clothes that look not appropriate, for travel, they look like they just woke up in their dirty sweat clothes, but they have their hair and makeup done and their nails too. This is definitely a red flag that these girls are being moved to be sold. So please report it. Anything that looks unusual. We've had flight attendants report situations that children have been drugged. We've had them report situations where the young girls were not free to go to the restroom without the accompanying man with them to stand at the door. All of these signs, we have so many. Sandra, do you want to help me continue with the signs too that we can report? Because you don't have to be a flight attendant to report a situation. Anyone traveling, the educated public, Open your eyes, and when you see something that looks suspicious, report it to a gate agent or a flight attendant, anyone in uniform. And we'll talk about the Homeland Security hotline number in just a moment. Well, I think that once people are educated on what human trafficking is, I think you start seeing it everywhere. Just um, last month, I was at Target. And there were young girls that were panhandling for money. And the girl came over to me and asked me for money. And I said, All right, I know that you can't talk to me. I said, but are, because I think you're being watched. And I said, if you're in a bad situation, 
I'm going to give you some money with my phone number and you can call me because they're there, but they have a handler that's watching them. So it's not just on the plane. It's not just on the bus. Once you know the signs of what these kids are going through or these women or these children, you start to see it everywhere. And it's just a matter of educating the public about what the signs of trafficking are. And then when people realize that they can make a difference too, they'll start calling in and reporting this. So I think our goal is to work with DHS to, to follow these guidelines and make a, a huge impact on what people know the signs of trafficking are so they can report it. According to DHS, what they would like us to make certain the public knows, the definition of human trafficking, that a person is moved by force, fraud, or coercion. And four, actually modern day slavery. Someone else is controlling them. It's someone else and they are being trafficked for the sex trade or sometimes even labor, domestic labor. But these are the things that everyone can witness. If you open your eyes, you can see suspicious activity. It's happening at the border. And the media, unfortunately, talks about smuggling and trafficking as if it's the same thing. Well, it's not. Smuggling involves is voluntary. You pay someone to smuggle you into the country. Trafficking is involuntary. You don't want to be there, and you certainly do not want to be the with the people that are forcing you to come into the country or to come anywhere. Traffickers work in a variety of ways, and they work everywhere in the world, in every big city and every small town. And they work absolutely everywhere. It is a $150 billion industry. And every minute and a half, a child is taken. It's time for everyone to get involved. Flight attendants cannot report every situation. They may not be able to see every situation on a plane. Now, with all the COVID concerns and the mask concerns and everything else, they may not see a situation. But a passenger can, and a passenger can report it. And then Homeland Security will make that call. Once the flight attendant asks the pilot to call ahead, DHS and law enforcement will meet that plane. The person reporting it never has to give her name or his name. It's a safe way to protect and keep these women and children, get them out of their homelands, get them out away from their traffickers. It's very, very important. So if everyone can get involved, we can save more lives and beat the traffickers because the more eyes that we turn on this, it's a dark, hideous issue. And the more light we shine on it, the more eyes that we shine on the fact that we can stop it 
it's going to take everyone working on this. I was just going to add one more thing. Sometimes these people that are being trafficked don't know themselves that they're being trafficked. Right. So one of the instances I had were these girls coming from Moscow. They thought they were coming here to the U.S. to be models and work on TV. So they weren't traveling with a trafficker. They were, we, they were thrilled to death to be coming. And they were making their way over here. They had no idea what was going to happen to them when they got here. I would say, where do, where do you go when you get off of the plane in Chicago? And they would say they thought they, they had to ride a bus to New York City. They were, the traffickers had covered every track of them being traced once they got to the United States. So it's not even a matter of, these girls were all happy and having a great time on the plane. They had no idea what was in store for them. That's why I'm saying that it's so important that the signs of trafficking, the signs of, of what's going to happen to these kids, and if everybody knew you know, the, the signs of trafficking, it'd be another story for these traffickers. They wouldn't have such an easy road to do this. So that's why it's so important that we work to get all this information out to the public. And in that particular case, Sandy, you did report it. Oh, I did. You did report it. And then we reported the situation to Homeland Security. And because of that reporting, the girl, those girls were saved. But Homeland Security put ICE agents on and air marshals on these planes. So that was stopped. And they figured out, Homeland Security decided, well, if this is happening on America, it's probably happening on United too, and possibly Delta. So it caused a tremendous watch out for situations such as this. And domestically, flight attendants have reported to us that they've seen girls flying in first class, who alone in first class. And it was their first time on a plane, but they met their boyfriend on the internet. And he was gonna meet her in Miami. She was flying from Texas, from Dallas. She had never been on a plane. Unfortunately, the flight attendant began talking to her and said, well, you have such a nice seat. And uh, may I ask you who you're going to meet? I'm going to meet my boyfriend. Well, good. Um, what does he do? I don't really know. We just met on the internet. But we're going to go to Miami. That flight attendant knew there was something very suspicious about this. So she called it in. And to the authorities, they checked who purchased the ticket. And it was purchased by a porno operation in South Carolina. So this is the kind of information that anyone can give. Anyone can report these questionable red flags that you think someone could be in danger. Report it to a flight attendant or anyone in the uniform wherever you are in a mall to see anything and report it. So someone will be able to do something.
and the flight attendants have been an army of angels. But we've also had passengers as well that have been smart enough and who cared enough to report it to the Homeland Security hotline number, which everyone should have. And it's 866-347-2423. We hope that you will see how important it is for you to join us and Homeland Security. And please open your eyes and care about these women and children. It's a $150 billion industry and we all have to do our part. To learn more about human trafficking and the urgent need to combat it, the Innocence at Risk website is a great place to start. Please visit innocenceatrisk.org. You've been listening to Turning a Million Eyes to Save Lives, a podcast by Innocence at Risk to prevent children and women from falling victim to human trafficking. We'll have another episode next month. If you'd like to get in touch or share your own story for this podcast, please email dsigmund at innocenceatrisk.org. That's D-S-I-G-M-U-N-D at innocenceatrisk.org. And please share this podcast, rate it, and subscribe. I'm Andy Miles, and I'd like to thank Deborah and Sandra for sharing their stories and expertise. And I'd like to thank you for listening. The number again to report suspected human trafficking is 1-866-347-2423. That's 1-866-DHS-2-ICE. Before we go, I'd like to ask you to please consider making a gift to Innocents at Risk to help our community when they need it most. All donations are tax deductible and 100% of funds go directly to making a difference. Your donation will help Innocents at Risk to offer educational outreach to expand awareness and host events, educate the public, and lobby members of Congress for much-needed legislation to protect children. It will also allow Innocents at Risk to give directly to young women, girls, and boys who are survivors of trafficking, including much-needed new clothing, books, toiletries, and other essentials for children who have been rescued from the sex trade, and help to support a new home of hope for survivors in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and one on the U.S.-Mexico border. The need to end child trafficking is greater than ever. Every 60 seconds, a child is taken for exploitation or trafficking. As we turn a million eyes on children, we will prevent children from falling victim to the world of human trafficking, and we will save children who are already victims of modern-day slavery. We need your help to turn a million eyes on children. To make your tax-deductible contributions to Innocence at Risk, please visit innocenceatrisk.org. Your support is greatly appreciated.